welcome back to another episode i am so happy to share that now we are at 730 listeners and for anybody who has been through you know the entire journey of when i started this and to this point you know that it has been tough for me you know that it has been difficult to you know push out one episode every single time because i started it when i was you know uh, in college like right after college and i had things to do at that point of time too now that i'm working it's very difficult to you know manage this podcast along with my work and everything but i do it because i'm passionate about it and i know that there are a lot of people who would want to you know make their lives better who would want to be comfortable with themselves who are struggling with a lot of things and the people who are coming here are people who want to be in the top 1% so keeping that in mind thank you so much for coming here and showing up for one more episode showing up for one more step towards a better you now today we have a new guest who's coming and uh, the guest name is Gina Perrin we're really happy to have her here because Gina is amazing and she has some really insightful things to share so a little bit about Gina so that you get a little bit of idea of what we're going to be speaking about and how she's relevant for this topic is that Gina is a physical, mental and spiritual life coach. She's drawn to helping others to achieve their wellness goals. So specifically if you're focusing on wellness goals, she is the person to go to. She's found along the way that there is so much more to wellness than just being, you know, physically active. Uh there's a mental and spiritual f- fitness as well. She has a BS in business management with a concentration in organizational leadership from Morvein University and she works full time as a sales rep for the largest window and door company in California. She's also certified for cycling and running coach and she runs a blog that goes by the name of Gina Perrin on the side. So I'm so happy to introduce her and I'm so glad that she's come here. And today the topic that we're going to be speaking about is how stress is an epidemic like it's the next epidemic that's going to come up and how to build stress reducing habits epidemic or is an epidemic already and how to build stress reducing habits so the first thing i want to ask you is why do you think stress is going to be the next epidemic because we have not had any time to recover from one big stress situation to another there's been zero recovery time from the start of the pandemic to multiple strands multiple shutdowns um changes in leadership now inflation it's been one thing after another um and without any recovery the stress is just building That's very true. I actually even read something very recently. I don't know if you've heard about this book known as Homo sapiens and uh, in that he mentions, you know, that why are humans so confused overall? Why are they not being able to adapt to things? And he explains that the amount of changes we've gone through, you know, in evolution, one after the other, we've not even had the time to wrap our heads around it. We've not had the time to adapt to it. And it's one stress after the other. It's just that you're just trying to fit in every single day, every single day, in day everything is changing around you. Suddenly, you know, even when you have the same platform, let's say it's social media or something, you see every single day there's something new coming out and no doubt there is a stress factor that is really, you know, attached to that. And uh, when we do talk, when you talk about these things, what do you think are the things that trigger your stress and for specifically for you and how do you battle it in your everyday life? Yes. 
For me, I found that, again, when these major events were going on, I found myself glued to the news. Okay. Uh, I, and, and I realized this was causing major anxiety for me. So okay. as soon as I was able to pay attention to what was really causing the anxiety, I, uh, what I did about it, I canceled cable. <laughs> I canceled <laughs> my cable. That does not mean that I am, um, you know, without news. Of course, anytime I open up a search engine uh, or, or friends tell me, did you hear what happened on the news? But I'm not assaulting myself with it day in and day out or waking up to it and turning on the news. So I, I, I had to take a step back from it for my own mental health. That's that's really nice because that's something that even I follow and uh, mine is that, you know, when I wake up in the morning, the first uh, two hours, I try to stay away from my phone. So other than like, I do put it on personal and I try to stay away from the social media apps because I do have my meditation app and, you know, YouTube and stuff that is still out there. But uh, the first few minutes that I wake up, the first thing I'll do is probably I'll just move away from the room where my cell phone is. So initially when I wanted to build the habit, I used to definitely keep my phone in the other room. And when the alarm used to ring, I actually got a physical clock because I didn't even want to switch off the alarm on my phone. And uh, from that point, then uh, definitely when I got a little more accustomed to the fact that I'm going to be a, you know, a person with strong willpower and I'm not going to touch my phone early in the morning and start scrolling and start seeing what's going on in everybody's life, what they've done on a Friday night and you know, feel uh, that, oh my God, I was not present out there. And it actually made yeah. a huge difference because I'm not checking mails in the morning because uh, whenever I, I live in India and whenever there are clients abroad and, uh, you know, they drop in mails. And if I've not done that thing, the first thing I, I go into a panic mode and I've not even started my day. I've not even had my coffee or my tea, nothing of that sort. So that was one factor, like just keeping my phone away, not touching it in the morning, giving the first one, one and a half hours just to myself, definitely reduced my anxiety. And every time I do know that I'm going into a, stress, a stressful situation, again, I'll keep my phone away because I know that's one of my biggest factors that is contributing to my stress. Absolutely. And yeah, I love I that. I love that you protect your sleep. That is a huge stress reducer. <laughs> It is. It definitely is. And uh, I mean, in when you think about stress reducing habits overall, um, what are the other habits do you think that people should inculcate in their lives? The first thing that I tell any clients or friends that are telling me they're stressed out is to address your sleeping habits. <laughs> Fixing your sleep is the very first thing you can do to get almost immediate results within days, you will feel better. If you think about a night that you didn't sleep well, or you didn't sleep hardly at all, just a couple hours, think about how stressed out you were the next day. You're in brain fog, your, your, your anxiety is through the roof, both physically and mentally, right? So one of the very first things that, that no one else can take from you is your sleeping habits. Aim for at least seven hours. Do exactly what you said. Uh, mm -hmm. Remove that phone. Come up with a night routine that starts minimum one hour before you lay down. Mm -hmm. And come up with that morning routine. I love what you said. It's like, he, come up with that morning routine 
um, give yourself at least 30 minutes from the time you wake up before, before you assault your brain with social media, with the news, with, with all those things that look, we do love, right. But we don't want to start our day like that. We want to start in a calm state. Mm -hmm. Right. Definitely. And what would you tell to people? I mean, there are people who do say that, you know, we get seven hours of sleep, but Mm -hmm. it's probably after 3am in the morning. Do you think that's still beneficial to them? I don't. (laughs) Um, Well, as long as they're getting, you're saying if they get eight hours, but go to sleep at three in the, in the morning. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Well, there are circumstances where that happens. If somebody is on maybe a second shift or they're, they're on shift work, then they can't avoid that. I would say then at that point, um, be consistent. If you go to bed Mm -hmm. at three o'clock in the morning, totally fine if you're going to bed at three o'clock in the morning every single night. So Mm -hmm. a very consistent sleep time to go to bed and a consistent wake time, same time every single day is going to give you maximum benefit. So if you want your bedtime to be 3 a.m., that's fine. Just don't do 3 a.m. two nights. And then, you know, the next couple nights you go to bed at 10. It's going to throw off your system at least keep it consistent and you'll get the maximum benefits. That's true. I mean, even when I think back about, you know, the times when my sleep schedule was not right, everything, it's like a butterfly effect. You know, you don't sleep well, you wake up irritated. Um, The next thing you know, you are, you're feeling anxiety, you go to your workspace or anywhere around, there's a lot of anxiety and those factors obviously increase your stress. Uh, you are agitated too. You have very less patience on those days. And that, again, contributes to your stress because you don't know how to communicate with the people around you. So every single thing definitely, de- you know, depends on your sleep. And I mean, in my case, it's something's very trivial. Because, but if I don't get good sleep, I know I'm going to wake up looking probably like disgusting. And I'm going to probably have like one or two acne on my face. And that's going to increase my stress too, because I'm going to be self-conscious <laughs> the whole day. So, yeah, I mean, these are very trivial things, but they definitely do affect, you know, how you're going to. It's it's a cycle. Exactly. Snowball effect, right? It's like that little tiny snowball that you build at the top of the mountain and you just let it go, let it roll down the mountain and it catches more snow. And before you know, you have a boulder at the bottom. And that is literally what happens to us. So it's very, very important. Just focus on your sleep habits first. Right. And again, just as consistent as possible will give you maximum Definitely. benefits. Definitely. And I feel like even uh, when it comes to your sleep, okay, um, as you mentioned, even if you're sleeping pretty late, and but you're being consistent about it. And uh, if you're waking up in the morning, as you said, 30 minutes to yourself really makes a huge difference because those 30 minutes actually puts your entire day into perspective, whether you're just sitting calmly and you're not doing anything. It's not specifically that you have to meditate, but it's all about just focusing on yourself that time. It could be that you get your cup of coffee or your cup of tea and you watch, uh, you know, something that you want to watch or probably it's, you know, read something, journal, anything. But those 30 minutes should be your sacred time. It's like your time and you really, really need it. And again, you can do the same thing before you go to bed, but 
as you mentioned that some people could be working a night shift and for them it is a you just have to you know hit the bed like it's not about all these fancy things they don't have the privilege to light a candle and do all these fancy fancy things at the end of the day but the least you can do at that point of time is start cutting yourself off one hour before at your work shift only that you don't start scrolling through instagram don't start going through things stop texting people at least an hour back mm-hmm. so when you get back home you know that you know the lights are already low and you just hit bed and you've already put yourself into a space where you're going to relax what do you think Absolutely. about that Absolutely. The hundred percent. We all have overslept or slept through an alarm or something happened that we woke up and in an absolute panic, you see the time panic mode, jump out of bed, fly out the door. When you think back at those days, how did that day go? Mm-hmm. That that start, that jarring start, that fight or flight, oh my gosh, the rest of the day goes like that. Because again, we That's haven't true. had that that reset, that that quiet time. I like to call it easing into my day. Oh, yes. And, and when I ease into my day, everything else falls into place. True. And to your point, exactly what you said earlier about um, how you interact with people and how you talk to everyone around you, if you are rested and you started off in a calm space, you will come across in that calm space too, as opposed to a panic and snappy and, and all those other things. Right. So, um, it's, it's not realistic that a hundred percent of the time you will, um, be able to accomplish this. But if 95% of the time you're you're easing into your day and you have something set in place, you are setting yourself up for success, for sure. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. That's really, really nice. Yeah. And how do you think, um, you know, this is about handling your own stress, but mm-hmm. let's say you do have a partner or a parent who's going through a lot of, you know, a problem. They are under a stressful situation. How do you, you know, handle that? How do you communicate during a stressful situation that probably you're not going through, but somebody else is going through? Absolutely. First is recognizing it, right? Then what I do is take something off their plate, Mm -hmm. anything to take off their plate. You know what? If it's a, if it's a partner and you have kids and it's your partner's uh, job or what you've decided to pick up the kids at the end of the school day. You know what? This week, I'm going to pick up the kids. I'm going to pick up the kids for you. Do something to a little bit surprise them and alleviate some things that are on their plate. Give Mm -hmm. them a little bit more of their alone time. They can do whatever they want to with that time, but it's a really easy way to, to help reduce their stress without even saying it to them. Mm -hmm. Offer, um, Offer to go on a walk. Hey, can can you join me for a walk? Getting outside. I understand that some parts of the world right now are are freezing. <laughs> um, whenever you can to get outside, these are very inexpensive ways. It doesn't cost anything um, to help to help alleviate some some stress. But taking taking things off of someone else's plate is a really really big one. Friends, that's really easy with friends. If you have a, you know, group of moms, you know, you all pull together. And when you know someone in the group is a little bit um, more stressed than everyone else, again, take turns taking something off their plate. Offer to take their kids for a play date. 
give them some of the time that they need to reset. That's right. That's totally right. And I mean, what you mentioned about taking something off somebody else's plate, I think a lot of people, even when it comes to partners, parents, siblings, friends, okay, you expect them to come and tell you that, hey, listen, I'm under stress. Could you do this for me? But you need to start realizing you need to be a little more cognizant about their schedule at that point Mm -hmm. of time. Maybe they cannot communicate the way they, you know, you need them to communicate. So just as you mentioned, just take something off. Like you just have to do it. Don't wait for somebody to come and tell you that, hey, listen, I'm going through this. And that is the point where all the friction starts off, because that's when people start screaming and yelling and being like, you know, you could have done this for me or you could have done that for me. So just being a little more, you know, observant, a little more cognizant, a little more sensitive to how a person's reacting at that point of time makes all the difference. And it's all tied together. So if you think about this, if you take that 30 minutes to an hour, I take an hour to myself in the morning. I like to get up early and, and really, again, like I said, ease into my day. At some point during that time, it, it takes less than a minute. Think about the loved ones that are closest to you, your, mm-hmm. your spouse, your partner, your friends, be a little observant, like who could use a little bit of my attention today? How can I come alongside that person? Just, we know when somebody is going through something that is, that is close to us, we know. Um, But again, just jumping from one thing to another, we're not stepping back and taking a little time to recognize it. And there are, there are endless ways that you can help them. Mm-hmm. endless if you just take a minute to think about it so I like to make a little mental note like who could who could use some of my support today again without even telling them it's not you know it's it's just your own little inventory that you take in the morning mm-hmm. of the people yeah. around you it just makes you a better person Definitely. And I think that um, there's one place that people do hesitate to do this, and that's workspaces. Um, Mm -hmm. In workspaces, when you know that somebody is going through something, you feel like if you do take away somebody's work, okay, it's going to become a habit for them. But doing it once, doing it twice, definitely knowing your boundaries and, you know, even communicating your boundaries it's good to sometimes take work off somebody else because you don't know what's going on at their place, what's going on in their mind. Probably their family is going through some tough time, okay? And to take it away for maybe two or three days, it really wouldn't hurt you, but it would make a huge difference in their life. Those two, three days would definitely impact the entire course of probably their month, their year, or anything, you know, that is to come in their life. Absolutely. And you don't, you don't really know. Sometimes you don't even know like the impact that you're, you're making on them. Yeah. You, you could have made their whole day, their week, their whatever, because we don't always know what's going on, especially if it's not somebody that's super close to us that we live with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one little act of, of kindness or helping to, you know, pick up their, the slack or just, just help. You never know what that's going to do for someone. There's a, there's definitely. no harm in being kind, right? <laughs> there's no harm. No there's harm. Definitely. <laughs> it's, it's nothing good things come from it. Exactly. It's always going to be something good when you're being kind because it is what you sow and what you get out of it. But it's not that you do things because you're expecting somebody to do the same for you. That's not what, you know, the, the intention of it is. But it's right. just that even if that person doesn't come back to you with the same intensity, okay? Somewhere, somewhere along the world, okay, the universe is always watching. 
it's going to come back to you. Somebody is going to do it in some other way. And it is going to come back to you at the time when you need it the most. So do these small things. And actually, I've seen it that when I've done something good for somebody else, it's a stress reducer for me because it makes me happy. And it, it's on everybody's personal this, but doing something else, for, you know, doing something special for somebody else and seeing them smile, it, it makes me happy. And at that point of time, I feel like, okay, yeah, my stress is now reduced. I'm feeling happier. And I've made somebody else also happier at that point of time. It's a win-win. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Gina, one last thing that I would definitely want to ask you is, is there any a piece of advice that you've either received or you've come across that you would like to share with my listeners? Absolutely. Pause before reacting. Take a That's pause. In, in, pause before reacting. Um, if we've learned nothing else from, from a global pandemic, right? Um, which was very jarring and seemed to happen very quickly. Take a step back and pause before reacting to any bad news. Okay. Uh, deep breaths. Uh, sometimes just a little reflection is all that we need to mm-hmm. figure out what our next step is. Right. And, right. and that can be down to, you know, our child having a tantrum on the floor don't react initially, right? It may, your reaction, your initial reaction may just make it worse. Take mm-hmm, a pause, mm-hmm. take a breath. We would solve um, a whole lot more arguments, right? Between people, friends or spouses or whoever it is. Um, if we just don't initially react. Right. That's true. Take a That's minute, true. take five, take a week, depending on how big it is, whatever it is though. Um, be careful, be cognizant before you react. Right. And I think what you're talking about out here, there's something that I'd like to add that even when uh, you have to react, let's say, uh, you you know, you need to communicate to the person. You can't just leave them, on, uh, you know, red or you can't just, you know, ignore them and walk away. Just communicate that, hey, listen, I'm not in the right frame of mind right now. Mm-hmm. I'll not be able to say the right things. So just let me be. Let me be for now. I'll come back to you. And another thing that you need to be a little more cognizant about is uh, to know when the person is ready to take the news from you. Sometimes mm-hmm. as we were speaking, if you're under stress and no doubt that even you're feeling horrible about something, but probably that is not the right time to go with this extra news to them. So just hold on to it for a bit. I'm not saying that you have to hold on to it forever and just suppress it, but there will be a right time. There will be a right way of, you know, putting it forward. You don't have to just lash out at a particular time and, you know, hurt the other person too. Absolutely. And then you end up feeling guilty when you thought about it. You're like, I just made a bigger deal out of something that really wasn't that big of a deal. And I absolutely agree with you that that communicating it to your partner, say they do something that makes you really mad. You're like, I'm just going to need a few minutes. Just let me process this. So, because you don't, you don't want to regret saying something that you can't, you can't take back some harsh words, right? You can apologize for them later, but they're out there and they've already, they've already been said and you you don't want to have to retract those things. So And again, easing into your day and starting off in a positive state can help. It doesn't alleviate all that, but can help just how you're reacting in general to everyone around you. Definitely. That's that's really true. 
Thank you so much, Gina. I think I've covered everything that I wanted to ask you. And this has been so insightful. And it's been a lovely conversation. So thank you so much for coming here. And that's been great. Thank you so much. For those of you who made it to the end of this episode, I'm sure that you have taken away some really insightful things, some points that you can work on, certain things that you might have not known and certain things that have given you a different perspective. I'm so glad that you waited till the end to hear this entire episode. You showed up here out here to hear this episode in the first place and I'm really grateful for the community that we're building right now because it's very difficult nowadays to focus on yourself, to understand things about yourself and it's very important to not just go on in your life without knowing these things about yourself about your surroundings or to know things that will help you become a better version of you and be comfortable with who you are so thank you so much for coming here if you like this episode please share it on your social media because it helps me understand what you want it really helps me go further it helps me you know create these episodes motivate me to keep doing this and uh, if you like a particular line, record it and put it onto your story, share it via Spotify and just tag me on Gleam Beams on Instagram. Thank you so much. Have a great day.